Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the Balance Club Summer Series. My name is Kirsty Buick, and I'm a health and fitness journalist and qualified personal trainer. You can find all my work on Instagram. My handle is at It's Me Kirsty. And I am Georgia Grant. I'm a qualified personal trainer and have a BSc in sports science. You can find me on Instagram at Fitness, where I post workouts and all things health. So over the next three episodes, we are going to be talking about some health topics that are super important to us and hopefully of interest to you. All of our advice and tips are properly sourced, all of our data is checked, and when we're giving our opinion, we'll make sure you know it's coming from us. So our first episode in the series is all about rebalancing our health after 18 months in lockdown. Uh, obviously, folks have coped and reacted in all sorts of ways. Um, yeah, to say the situation, I know we hate the word unprecedented, but to say the situation has been unprecedented is a massive understatement. I think there are those people who kind of spent months cuddled up on the couch, um, and then those on the other side of the spectrum who invested tons of money in all sorts of weird and wonderful exercise equipment and, you know, turned lockdown into their own personal fitness retreat. Um, yeah, so two very different ends of the spectrum, and we're going to be talking about both today. I'm excited. So there was a lot of talk um, about like an initial spike in interest in health and fitness and the outset at the outset of lockdown, uh, which makes sense. A global pandemic will will do that to you. But uh, a recent survey that I found really interesting from um, Fitness First, um, a gym group here in the UK, actually found that interest faded as the lockdowns dragged on. 43% of people um, said that they exercised less and less. And now 32% of people feel less healthy than they did pre-pandemic. What advice do you have for for people in that camp, Georgia? I mean, firstly, I'd like to say as a personal trainer who's always done sport, I also fell into that camp. And I think a lot of people did. And I think the worst thing we can now do is punish ourselves for it or feel bad for it. Because I think we've got so much pressure on ourselves already. We don't need to put pressure on ourselves for maybe feeling not as healthy as we could now, because actually that's not going to help us in the future. I think getting into health and fitness can always be a really overwhelming thing. There is so much information out there, like endless amounts of information, and you don't know what is right, what is wrong, what to kind of go for. There's pressure from the media, there's pressure on ourselves, And this is all going to cause overwhelm. So I think the main thing is just taking things one step at a time. You need a sustainable, enjoyable approach that you're going to stick to. I think it's really interesting that you mentioned not achieving anything in lockdown, because the feeling of achievement is something that we really should strive for more, because it keeps us motivated, it keeps us engaged. And to feel that achievement, we need to start with small steps that we can achieve 
fitness doesn't mean go all guns blazing, work out five times a week, eat amazing food. It's just taking things one step at a time. Drinking a glass of water before you have your coffee in the morning. That's one step. That's an achievement. That's going to keep you motivated. Getting a thousand steps more into a day, then a thousand more the next week. These are things that you can easily achieve. I think the worry when you set the bar too high is that you can have potential feelings of failure, which then lead to too much pressure, overwhelm, self-sabotage. Um, your health isn't about being perfect. There's so many small changes that you can make that will actually have a huge, huge benefit on your life and on your health. That's, I mean, that's such a cool way of looking at it because if you break this kind of insurmountable task of like getting healthy or getting fit or like finding balance again into those like smaller pieces, it's, yeah, it's a lot easier to, to digest, mm. I think. It's a lot more doable. Yeah, I need to have a glass of water before I have my coffee in the morning. That's Hydrate before you caffeinate. It is key. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I need to like put that on a post-it note. Put it somewhere. on your fridge. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, so with everything opening up again, there's, I mean, there's a ton going on. People are getting back to the office and like getting used to commuting again, um, seeing friends and going out or maybe even having like a little holiday. Um, even, you know, kind of breaking these tasks down into small pieces, uh, there's still a lot going on. Um, mm -hmm. How can kind of, how can people kind of expect to kind of kickstart this when all the fun has just started up again? I think one thing to touch on here is that exercise should be fun. So actually socializing and exercise can go hand in hand, 100%. You can meet up with your friend, go on a long walk, book a class, even try something new like climbing or something really exciting that is actually going to be you moving your body, Zumba, dance class, things that are going to make you laugh with your friends. You've got that social aspect there, but you're still moving your body, you're still exercising. I don't think anyone should feel expected at this time to get back into fitness or get back into the gym as such. I think there's so much we can do that is exercise that doesn't have to be how we kind of view it, this boring structured exercise plan. It is just about moving your body. I mean, I it's estimated around 80% of adults don't do the weekly kind of what we would suggest you do with exercise. So I think we need to pull away the pressure on what exercise we need to do, how much exercise we need to do and just move our bodies. Do something that we're going to find really, really enjoyable. I think it's also important for people to understand how many benefits there are for exercise and specifically resistance training. Because I think we link exercise very quickly with losing weight, getting into shape, toning up, and actually, some things that can be more motivational than that are the health benefits you can get from resistance training. So prevention of diseases, bone density increasing, metabolism increasing, your movement and functional kind of capability is improving, which means when you've got grandkids, you can run around with them, you can be more able. There's so many more benefits. And I think when we look at those, 
as a side to, well, I need to do this because I need to lose a stone. That makes it not, it makes it seem like you're not expected to do it. It makes it feel like, actually, I want to do this because that's going to make me feel better and it's going to make my life better in the long term. Yeah, absolutely. I think that rather than kind of looking at like fitness as, I mean, this is a mindset shift that I've really had to make over the past few years, looking at it, oh, I have to do this. It's more a case of I get to do this. Um, and I think, yeah, I mean, I've, I've had like a rough kind of couple of months, like I had COVID and it was just, yeah, it was really hard not being able to exercise. And it really kind of helped me appreciate how wonderful it is to have the opportunity to do that. So I love, I love what you've said about kind of making that mindset shift and making it not like, okay, I can go to the pub or I can, you know, exercise. Why not like see your friends and exercise at the same time? Maybe not with, not with a pint, but, yeah, but, <laughs> but appreciate the capabilities that your body has, like how amazing that you can run or you can walk or you can get up from a chair without feeling pain. And I think that's something that comes with training as well and with exercising, because it's little things like this, like my clients will say to me after a week of exercise, well, my lower back pain, it's so much better. And it's little things like that that make such a difference to your life. And it's just, it's really kind of embracing that and embracing how capable our bodies are. And that makes it a want, not pressure in a way. Yeah, yeah, I love that. That is so well said. Um, We've kind of touched on this, but I do want to kind of expand on it a bit. Um, What about people who are really unhappy with themselves after having kind of spent 18 months, um, you know, eating chocolate on the sofa? Um, What advice would you have to them, have for them? on those kind of feelings yeah I mean it can be really really hard when you're not feeling comfortable in your body and I think that is one of the main reasons I do what I do because I think everyone should have everyone has a right to feel confident everyone has a right to embrace the body that they are in and to feel comfortable in that I think personally the first step that you need to take if this is how you're feeling is self-acceptance and actually not not looking in the mirror and being like, I love you, you look great today. Like, you don't have to do those wild manifestations and all of these things, but actually just accepting where you're at now and having a bit of empathy, having a bit of empathy that you've actually got through this lockdown. Yes, you might have used cookies as a coping mechanism, but there's a lot worse things that you could have done. And just having some empathy that you are still here, you've got through this, you're strong for that and accepting where you're at now. I think the worst thing we can do, as hard as it is, is dwell on how we look now, our fitness levels, because actually when we're in a negative frame of mind, we're more likely to self-sabotage make bad choices and do more things that aren't necessarily going to make us feel good in the long term. It's those initial thoughts and initial actions that we do to comfort ourselves at the time, but we're not thinking about longevity because we're in this kind of negative mindset. 
So I think self-acceptance, I mean, I think everything starts with self-acceptance. It really does. It really, really does. So just accepting where you're at now, looking for a positive. You can find a positive in every negative situation. You're listening to this podcast now. That is you caring about your health. So that is a step in the right direction. Um, So well done you. Well done you. I know it sounds really cliche, but you you really can find a negative, a positive in every negative, even if it is a tiny, tiny thing. And it's so important for your mental health, because especially when you're embarking on a fitness and health journey, positive attitude is everything. Believing that you can better your health, believing that you can be the person you want to be, you can reach your goals in health and fitness is the first step to reaching them. If you don't have that, then unfortunately, it's a lot of a trick. It's a lot trickier to get to the end goal. Right. So let's talk about the other end of the spectrum. What would you say to people that have kind of turned lockdown into their very own health and fitness boot camp? Um, I'd imagine, yeah, with with restaurants and pubs and things opening up again, they might be finding it really tough to relinquish the kind of find control that they've been able to have over their lives while kind of staying at home? Yeah, I think this is a really important question. I think this is a really interesting question because I think what I see as someone who is feeling like they're out of control now going back out is that they have a very rigid view of health. Um, Because when we look at health, we need to look at our emotional, our social, our mental health as well as our physical health. And finding balance is so, so important. If you are feeling kind of sorts of anxiety or fear around going out for food with friends, going out for drinks with friends, even coming out of your exercise regime for a day, I think you need to ask yourself, is what you're doing now sustainable? And is it making you happy? Because socialising is a massive, massive part of health, having human interaction. And if you're missing out on social occasions, personally, I think that is that you have taken your fitness regime a little bit too far and it's a little bit too strict. And actually what that can do in the long term is compromise your self-esteem because you're not socialising with other people, compromise your body image and just compromise your mental health in general. And that is, again, a massive part of health. We need to look after our mental health as well as our physical health. I think it's very easy to link health to a certain body shape, and that is very, very inaccurate. Your health is so much more than the way you look, and I think these rigid health routines or these rigid fitness regimes are a lot of the time to look a certain way and that might not necessarily be healthy. I'd like to pull in actually there's loads of research done on kind of bodybuilders and the fact that they're at more risk of body dissatisfaction. Now bodybuilders are at the lowest fat percentage that they can get themselves So they've got the abs, they've got this lean look that a lot of the time is what people aspire to when they get into fitness. However, 
they are not healthy because they're at risk of body dysmorphia, body dissatisfaction. Now, look, this is not every single body builder, but in the research, there is a lot of strong evidence towards this. So I think it's a really important thing to draw to everyone's attention because actually abs, which are something, not just abs, but for example, something people may see as health and fitness, don't necessarily correlate to someone being healthy and at the top of their fitness game. That is so interesting, like, because you would kind of expect, yeah, I mean, so much about that physicality is associated with peak health. Um, But yeah, like we said, it's not all bodybuilders, but that's not the healthiest mindset to be in if you're giving up kind of your entire social life to stick to a really rigid plan. Um, yeah, sometimes the healthy choice is to go to the pub instead of doing a workout. Yeah, and I I think for anyone that's in that position now, though, it is just asking yourself, do I feel nervous about going out? Do I feel fearful? And actually, is is this healthy and is this making me happy? And if it's not and you've now realised that you are in that position, where can you seek help that is going to be beneficial to you? And even just talking to a family member, voicing how you're feeling can be so, so helpful. Absolutely. Um, okay, I'm going to play devil's advocate here for, for a sec. Um, I want to phrase this carefully. If people have kind of worked really hard, you know, they've taken time in lockdown to um, really work hard to achieve their fitness goals um, and they kind of want to stick to them now, shouldn't we be cheering them on? Yes, 100%. I think... I say yes, 100%. I'm going to break it down a little bit. I think it's really dependent on what we mean by worked really hard for their fitness goals. If your friend comes to you and says, I can do 10 press-ups because I've been working out and I can even do one at the start of lockdown. Congrats. Like, cheer them on all the way. Um, But I think it's looking at what situation this person's in. I think I'm gonna draw this back to aesthetics again now, because if someone, if this is because someone's lost a lot of weight, and I think that is something that happens very commonly, will get, people get cheered on for losing weight, losing baby weight, losing this weight, looking amazing, toning up. And I think it's important to ask yourself in that situation, if you're wanting to compliment someone, do you know that this person is happy? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com 
or is it just that you are congratulating them for how they look in a photo or how they how much weight they have lost because are we judging their hard work or are we just judging them on the way they look and could we potentially be cheering on isolation from friends and family fear to go out like I said or unhealthy behaviors because I think a lot of the time that is something that we need to be aware of that could potentially be a risk I think if you're a coach or if you know that this person's worked really hard they're really happy and you know the situation I think 100% applaud it applaud it and I don't want to sound negative when I say this but I do think it is a situation that needs to be spoken about because there is so so many compliments on the way people look when you don't know their situation I think when we can we should always opt for a non-visual compliment. So you look so happy. Your energy is great. You should be so proud. You're inspirational. These are things that are really nice things to say, but they're not going to spiral unhealthy behaviours as such. I think it's also important to not link the way that someone looks with how well they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. And if you know someone who can now do 10 push-ups, definitely give them a pat on the back. Oh, 100%. 100%. Even one. Yeah, push-ups are hard. Um, I love them and hate them at the same time. Um, yeah, that's a really useful way of, of, of framing that conversation. Um, do we need to be commenting on people's physical appearance at all? I don't, I don't know if we do, but comment on people's push-ups by all means. I think if someone is in that situation and they feel that they've got in really good shape, and they are really happy with the aesthetic progress that they have made. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think if someone's met an aesthetic goal, then they should, or lost weight that they wanted to lose, that's an amazing thing. And they should be really, really happy with themselves and really proud of themselves. But I do think that pride should come from you. I feel when someone is in that situation, you would be happy with yourself. You'd be really proud of yourself. And I don't think we need other people to to kind of praise that in a sense I think that person knows that they've done really well I think if you said to that person you look really happy that would be enough I don't think we need to comment on the way people look just in general yeah absolutely and being happy is the ultimate goal I feel it is indeed (laughs) okay so we're going to zoom out and take a look at the big picture before we finish off um do you have any kind of practical tips when it comes to finding balance um, in health and fitness on whatever side of the spectrum you're on? We've talked on of you know kind of two extremes, but I'm sure there are a lot of people who fall somewhere in the middle. Um, what are your kind of general tips for finding balance? A hundred percent. I mean, we've already spoken about hydrate before you caffeinate, so <laughs> that's always a top tip. But hydration is a great one. That is a really easy change that people can add to their life. So aiming for two litres of water a day is ideal. Eight hours sleep. Sleep is so important for our cognitive health, for our physical health. We reset when we sleep. Our muscles recover. Our brain recovers. Sleep is so, so important. Also, when we sleep properly what happens is our hormones balance 
So our hunger signals are balanced. When we're not getting enough sleep, our hunger is massively exacerbated. So where you'll consume excess calories that you might not need, that might just be that you need an extra two hours sleep and that's sorted for you. So sleep is a massive one. Movement and exercise, as I said before, it doesn't need to be hugely structured, but get moving because exercise is the one thing that can give you those initial endorphins, initial serotonin. It really does completely change your mood. And it's so important. It really, really is. If you are feeling down, I know it's the last thing that you want to do. Just get outside and go for a walk because it will make a world of difference. It really, really will. Try and make your plate more more colourful. Adding some more fruit and veggies. You've then got more vitamins and minerals in your diet like that. Initially, you're going to feel better. So getting more colour into your plate. Also, fruit and veggies are foods that are high volume foods. That means that you're not consuming loads of excess calories, but you're getting a lot of filling foods in that are really good for you. So adding some more veggies to your plate. Also getting a good protein source. That's just going to help with build and repair of all of your cells. So it's so, so important. Slowing down. I think this is this is one thing in the current kind of society we live in that everyone forgets to do. Sometimes the most beneficial thing you can do is breathe and slow down and take a deep breath and observe what you're doing, understand how you're feeling and just reset that nervous system. Breathing is so important. If you can, meditation is amazing. I know a lot of people find it quite hard to shut their brains off. So if that is you, then just breathing. Deep breath in for four, hold for four, deep breath out. As you're really breathing out, kind of releasing anything that is out of your control, that's causing you tension, that's causing you stress. Breathing just resets your nervous system. So it is amazing. Um, Be mindful of your screen time. I think we're very, very good at staying on technology for longer than we should and it just kind of shuts us off to the world and that links me to my last point which would be get some form of human interaction each day because socialization is so important for our health and I think we've missed out on it a lot over kind of the pandemic over isolation um, and I think it's been really hard for a lot of people to get back to socializing and when things are hard as much as you don't want to do them, the best thing to do is to do them. So getting out and seeing a friendly face every day, going out, even going to buy a coffee from a coffee shop if you work from home, because you're going to smile at that person. That's human interaction. There's nothing better than kind of bonding with other humans, because it just makes you feel like you're in a group of people. You're not on your own. You're not isolated. And it just makes kind of lift your mood, lift your mood a little bit. So those would be my main tips. And I think with all of those tips, they're not too overwhelming. I think these are really, really easy changes that you can make in your life. Like just keep a water bottle with you. Go to sleep an hour earlier. These aren't things that you're going to think now and be like, oh God, I can't do that. Because actually it's just 
thinking about it, implementing it and doing it. And it's a really easy thing to put into your kind of daily life, which is going to make such a difference. I love that. I am not doing enough of these things. I'm going to go and buy a cup of coffee from my local coffee shop. That's going to be my goal. And I think it's also really important to emphasize that, you know, it doesn't, as we kind of talked about before, it doesn't all have to happen at once, right? You can pick like two things from the list and think, okay, this week I'm going to work on these and you stick with those until you get them right. And then maybe add in one or two more. Yeah. hundred percent, a hundred percent. doesn't have to be rocket science or, you know, painful. Not at all. That is the thing. And I think people need to praise themselves for the small steps that they make. So if today you take away from your pod, this podcast, well, I need to get an hour more sleep and you do that tonight, then praise yourself for it. You've achieved something and then you can move on to the next thing. It's that feeling of achievement that we don't give ourselves enough. We always want more. We always want to be perfect. We always want the best but just do one step at a time and then eventually you will be the best version of yourself. But it takes it takes little steps and it takes time. Georgia, that was awesome. Thank you. I'm definitely going to be implementing more of that in my day today. And if you've liked this one and want to hear more from us, we've got two episodes where we'll be talking about comparisons culture. I'm excited about that one. And how you can be more self-directed and less self-critical. So I'm Georgia, guys, and you can find me on Instagram at Fitness. And I'm Kirsty. You can find me there too. My handle is at It's Me Kirsty. That's Kirsty with an I. Thanks so much to everyone for listening and for joining us in this chat. Uh, we hope you learned something. I definitely did. your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.